Hello, welcome back to the Out of Context Podcast, peoples. If you can't tell from the sound of my voice, I am so tired, and so is my co-host, Adrian. Adrian, say hello. Hello, Adrian. How are you? Uh, Adrian is fine, thank you. Um, yeah, we're both pretty tired. Uh, this week, uh, this episode, is just the two of us today. Um we're, we're going to try to bring you all the fun excitement that we do when we have multiple people in here. We're just the two of us, and we're super tired, and we're going to share some stories as to why we're super tired. And it's not the typical normal adulting. There's actually other stuff brought into this. And Adrian, because I know I can talk a lot, and then with my ADHD and everything, I will go off on different conversations just by talking about one thing. So I think it's fair uh, you share your stories first. Well, I'm going to have to gracefully decline. I'll tell you why. I'll give you bits and pieces, but don't worry. I'll give you bits and pieces. I did a show a few days ago when I was in California. And it explained a good chunk of my, my purpose for being there with work and everything I went through with the flight. So I will leave the flight part alone because I've already explained that. So when people are kind of curious what happened during the flight, how I reacted, why I was the way I was, and why I was screaming for toothpaste, go back and listen to that show. Trust me, you'll no. be entertained. So, no, no, no. What if the people don't, don't listen to that? They only listen to the out of context. Like me. I didn't listen. I haven't heard those episodes. Why do I want to know? Well. Give, give it, give like, you don't have to go in vivid detail, but give like at least a brief like little rundown of it. And then like people that want the juicy details like me, we will have to go back and listen. Yes, I did a show a couple days ago. Um, it detailed the nervousness of my flight, and I needed to take some mood-altering medication so I can survive a five-hour flight from Orlando to Utah, hour and a half layover, then from Utah to Sacramento, California, to Sacramento. Then had to drive an hour plus from Sacramento down to Santa Rosa, with the caveat. Uh, that my friend gave me the relaxing medication as I was only supposed to take one, which will last me for maybe four hours. Me, not doing proper math, because I suck at math, I took three pills. And after taking three pills, I was loopy, and I yelled at some people in the hotel, unbeknownst to my to, you know, like to my management. So yes, it was quite the entertaining tale, and all I would tell you is I kept yelling for toothpaste for some unknown reason. That's the cliffhanger to go back to listen to that show. It was only me that did the experience. Unfortunately, Kevin was unavailable, so it was a solo act. It was the factory default settings of the Walker AC experience. So definitely my people, go back and listen to that. You'll be thoroughly entertained by my ramblings because I, I was still kind of uh, mentally uh, drugged out at the moment. Legal, legal drugs. So we're going to touch to the work part of it, and then I'll turn it over to Ashley because I won't ramble on too much about it. I went there for work study, basically, helping out another location that needed help. Um, the, the management team wasn't what they needed to be, so myself and my boss came in there and looked over things. Um, I spoke to the manager for that property, and he proceeded to tell me that there's a whole lot of issues going on with customers. And there was a humongous fentanyl uh, epidemic over there. He found a few people passed out, a few people with a drug overdose, um, people staying in their units, just weird things like that. And, um, you know, great people. I helped them out. I learned a couple of things. I learned about California law when it came to auctions. Um, 
I had a $70 fish and chip dinner at a small hole-in-the-wall restaurant. See, cliffhanger, we'll get to that point here very shortly. And I had a great steak dinner, and I had memory loss the first day I was there due to my drug-induced, uh, legal drug-induced uh, methods there. And I stayed in a 70, uh, you know, I stayed in 1970s porn star hotel. See, cliffhanger is like that. Make the hot tag, right over to Ashley, and I'll have her... Tell me her story. We'll kind of bounce back and forth. Pretty much, you just kind of lived the dream vacation for me, man. Um, so, quick question, please. I know, so we both have flown out of Orlando. When you went to Orlando to fly out, were you given a ride there, or did you leave your car there? Um, I left my car there. Um, I was very fortunate enough that the company said, hey, use the card. No problem. I'll park my car there for four days. Where did you park your car? Was it in any of the terminal parking garages, or did you have to go to an a lot oh thank you for asking i left this out of my other uh, podcast because once again drug induced <sighs> legal drug induced so going okay. to the uh terminal i was supposed to go to terminal b i was taking a delta flight the moment i pulled up there's this guy with dreads putting cones like right in the way of terminal b so a car in front of me rolled down the window said something and drove away so me, like a moron, instead of following the car, I pulled up as close as I possibly could, and a guy's like, hey, this Terminal B is full, so we need you to go over to A. I'm like, okay, in so many words. I'm like, okay, well, my, 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 my plane, Delta, is on B. He goes, you have to go over to A. So I had to hop back in traffic, which was fun all in itself. Had to go through A, level one, two, three was full, had to park on a very tippy top in the sunlight, and I had to maneuver my way from Terminal A all the way over to Terminal B. So that in itself was a trek, because it was my bag and it was my suitcase rolling. So yeah, getting from, and for people who don't understand, the Florida uh, Orlando International Airport is a huge airport, of course, not like O'Hare or anything of the sort, but you have to make a trek to get from one end to another and you have to be at the airport at least an hour and a half early, you know, so you, so you can check in your bags and all that fun stuff. So it was a humongous pain in the arse. Yeah, so I already knew that this was going to happen. So starting my very long week, I knew I was going to be flying out Friday afternoon. But last, like Sunday, I get a call from my mom. She's coming down for an emergency trip. Um, and... I won't go into details to wife for that. And then, so she had to fly in on Tuesday. And she was in the afternoon, so I had to take off work early to go get her to Orlando. And because I have anxiety issues, I did not want to go to the arriving and departing um, pickup areas because that's just madness in itself. So I was like, I'll just go to the parking garage and pick her up at an elevator and pay like a couple dollar parking fee. I don't, I don't care. And that's when I pulled up in Terminal A, full, full. So I called her and said, hey, go back to, you know, the departure. And, like, I'll pick you from there because I cannot get to the parking garage. So I had to make not one loop around. I had to make three loop arounds. Because the first loop around was to give her time to get up to the departures. Second time around was because I was looking for her and she's like, oh, I'm not there yet. So I had no choice but to loop around again. 
the third time I looked around, she wasn't in the departing area. She was in the arriving area. So I had to look around for a fourth time. And I was like, my, I was like so irritated. So where I live from the airport, it's pretty much like an hour drive. So I drive an hour there, turn around, drive an hour back. And I was tired. And then come Friday, I am leaving my house, like I'm leaving straight from work, like I had my bags packed to get to the airport. And I knew to leave early because I knew parking was going to be an issue just from me being there on Tuesday. And sure enough, as I get there, uh, there's a sign saying all terminal garages full. You can go to the economy parking, which they have a north, south, east, and west. And all those started to get full, though. I had to go to the furthest one, which was the west economy parking. And, you know, just parked there. I found a nice shady spot, and I was fine with it. And had to wait with a group of people. And for how long I was waiting, I actually had downloaded the Uber app. Because, like, I will just Uber back over to the terminal. Because it's, it shows, like, there's 10 cars waiting, like, right around the corner. Because it's the airport. Uber's drivers are going to be waiting all over the place. But right when I was about to or hit order or request or whatever you want to call it is when the bus came around. Took it. Terminal. Went through TSA. Um... Like, TSA really actually wasn't that bad, for, like, for me. It kind of went pretty smoothly. Um, I was kind of hoping that I was going to set the alarm and a hot TSA agent was going to want to search me, but unfortunately that did not happen. So, um, yeah, and then I took my flight, and I had a, I was the very first row. I had my window seat, all that leg room, and the two seats next to me, empty. It was pure bliss. And it was calm and relaxing, and I enjoyed that flight until I got off, and I found out it was cold as balls in Detroit, Michigan. So I'm hopping back over to you. Well, once again, I don't remember much due to reasons. Mm -hmm. I, we checked in for Delta, got everything ready to go, and just making small talk with the young lady that's checking in my bag and... She's like, are you ready to go? I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm a little bit nervous about flying, you know, for multiple reasons. I'm like, so just out of curiosity, how full is the plane? Because normally people I've spoken to said, um, you know, sometimes a plane is empty. It's half full. You can move around. What's the status? She looks at me and she goes, oh, um, some, of the air some of the other airports have, have been uh, shut down and some of the flights have been canceled. So everything is booked, packed. Every single flight moving going out is full. I'm like, okay, well, no problem. It is what it is. Went through TSA, was perfectly fine. I'm a black man. I didn't get checked. Happy days for me. I was good. My boss got checked. I kind of laughed about that because he had a laptop in his bag he didn't take out. So, yeah, I dubbed the line, went by great. I sat down. We, yeah, we, we did everything. And every single gate was just packed full of just anxious, unnerving people just wanting to get on their plane. Nobody wanted to wait. Everyone was in foul mood. And this was still early in the morning. So, I mean, the plane was jam-packed. But I was lucky. I, you know, asked a young lady to swap seats with me, so I had an aisle seat. But, I mean, the, the flight itself was, was, was okay because I was drugged out and everything of the sort. But uh, other than that, other than getting shoulder checked by the stewardesses with the carts, 
you know, I, you know, I think everything was okay. And so now what's really weird, once again, I say this every single podcast that eventually when we do go on the Twitch and we do live streams, you know, you have to see our facial expressions and this things are going on around us. As I was telling my little anecdote here, I'm looking over at Ashley and she was crystal clear. It blurred out the most weirdest thing. And now she's back. So I'll switch it back out, over. Right. When you talk about your drug induced stuff and I was like, you're tripping balls again. <laughs> so I have some weird, you know, some weird flashback again to the drug induced coma. Um, how long was your flight? Uh, from Orlando to Detroit, it was, I want to say maybe two and a half hours, possibly. I know that my flight left after five, we landed right at eight. Um, it wasn't three hours, I know that. My time is up, my time is all messed up, so somewhere under three hours, I know that for sure. Um, and I basically, the, my whole weekend, because I didn't really pack much, because I I was, wasn't going to meet my brothers until late Friday night, and I was going to get up, leave Sunday morning. So I just, I pretty much just had a few t-shirts, and I last minute did I pack a couple of sweaters and, hood, and a hoodie, and because my because I decided to check the, the temperature up there, because while we're here in Florida, and it's 90 degrees, um, you know, and it's hot as, like, same nutsack and fucking tidy undies, and... Sorry, my dogs are just being stupid. Um, so I'm, like, I'm wearing my shorts, and I have sneakers on, and I'm wearing like just a light sweater, and I'm already cold on this flight. And when we get there, just as you're stepping out between the plane to the little thing, the extension that you walk out through, mm. there's that little strip of air that comes through, and I felt that gust of wind, and I was like, ah, oh, motherfucker. Oh, that was so cold. It was pretty empty airport. I was able... It's now like uh, Orlando where rental cars are right there. Um, you can just kind of walk to them. I had to, I had to find a shuttle to take me to like five minutes. It was five minutes away to the rental car place I went to. I remember getting on the, because I see it, this sign is, you know, the company that I'm renting the car from. And so I go to go, and the guy's like, you have a reservation? I'm like, for, for a bus? Or for renting a car. And he's like, renting a car? I was like, yes, that's why I'm getting on this bus so I can go get my car. And I, I thought, I get it. Probably there's people that have gotten on there. and it's just, So I, I get it, but I'm like, dude. And then he's like, I need to see your confirmation. I'm like, all right, let me find it and go through my emails and stuff. And, which I, I should have, I mean, I was prepared to, like, get into my emails to have it open and ready by the time I got there. So I was like, okay, well, I uh, got there. The, the little shuttle, it was just me and, like, two other people on it. So it was kind of like a breeze getting in my car. I got a Kia Soul, and I hate that fucking car. <laughs> it, it, Kia Souls are not a great car. I, I was not pleased with it. The only thing I was pleased with was, like, the gas part. But... Syncing up your phone to the Bluetooth, it was just very annoying. And, like, for the maps, it was just all around just very annoying. And the car was, there wasn't much, because I'm a tall person, it's a spacious enough car, but there's not much adjustable room to it. Mm. So I wasn't cramped, but I wasn't comfortable either. And from the Detroit airport to where my brother lives in Ohio, it was close to a two-hour drive. And before I get to 
like that part, I'm gonna finish off with, I'm leaving the airport and I am hungry, I am cold, and I just, but I don't wanna stop at any of the truck stops like right after the airport because I know the prices are gonna be jacked up. For like the majority of my drive, there's like no truck stops or no exits because it's the middle of no fucking where between Michigan and Ohio. Mm. Um, so it's not like Florida where every time you see an exit sign, you see McDonald's, truck stops, or a sex store. Oh, I would have been happy to stop by there. I would eat some edible panties at that point. I actually <laughs> thought about that. I was like, if there's a sex store, I wouldn't see they have edible panties because I will eat them. I'm so hungry. Makes I for finally, good content. <laughs> I finally see a truck stop. It's like 15 minutes from where my brother lives. And I pull over. It's a shitty little pilot station. It sucks. And there's no restaurant connected to it. But off this exit says that there was a McDonald's and a Taco Bell. I, I don't like to eat fast food, but I will make exceptions for Taco Bell depending on what the menu, I'm, menu items are. I couldn't find the fucking Taco Bell. So I was like, fuck it, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna settle for McDonald's. I don't care, I'll get a burger, fry, and a tea. Like, just treat myself. And then as I leave, I see where the Taco Bell is. It's built into a plaza. It's not its own standalone building with the drive-thru, it's in a plaza, but of course it was closed. So I was like, all right, well, that's different, but okay. Get on the exit, or get off uh, back onto the highway. The very next fucking exit was a huge truck stop with a Taco Bell. And this is between, <laughs> and then for the next three tr- exits, before I got to the exit where my brother lives, were fucking truck stops with Taco Bells. I was so mad. I was screaming. I sent Becky, I have it saved, and I'll send it to you, Adrian, but I sent Becky a Snapchat of me just narrating this moment of my frustration. <laughs> I was so mad. So my, um, my stop point for now. All right. I'll pick back up here. So uh, we got the five-hour flight, and I was nervous as who knows what, but I made it through. We got to Utah. And, of course, I'll make the silly joke again. Once again, only two black people in Utah, myself and Carl Malone, the basketball player. Uh, we sat in, the, in, in the, um, the airport. Airport was packed. Utah airport was packed. I was just amazed by how packed it was. It's like there is like Orlando again. Um, but the cool thing is you look outside, you see mountains. Every just mountains everywhere. It was wonderful. It was a beautiful sight. Um, I took a couple of pictures, and I put that on my social media. And... Um, and the hour and a half went by really, really quick. Um, my boss got something to eat, and I don't eat on the plane. I don't want to eat before the plane or anything of the source, just in case I got the BGs, the bubble guts. I don't want to be in a bathroom during turbulence. I don't want butt splash. No, I'm not going to do that. Ate uh, one little granola bar, and I took another uh, pill, the Prozac, Xanax, whatever it was. And um, another half, another hour plus flight, we got our rental car. And the rental car, I think it was like a Nissan. It was huge. And it was comfortable, butt warmers, fun stuff like that. You spoke about the temperature. Temperature in California was about like 80. You know, it was, it was, it was decent weather. It was really comfortable. And you had your trip was how many hours? About what, two hours? Uh, let's, let's just say like two hours, like under three hours. Under three hours. Yeah, so my drive was an hour, was about an hour 30. Um, going from Sacramento um, all the way down to Santa Rosa to our hotel. So the drive... Oh, oh I'm sorry. You, you meant my drive from the airport to one of Yes. 
Oh, no, two hours. Sorry, misheard that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, our drive was pretty nice. I mean, drove through the mountains and whatnot, you know, taking pictures of everything. It was really nice. You know, I'm still a bit drugged up. And uh, like I said, um, we got there pretty safe, grabbed a bite to eat, uh, hit the 70s uh, porn star hotel. And after that, I don't remember much. So I'll switch that right back over to you when you got to your brother's, I, I would assume. So, yeah, I get to my brother's. Of course, it's it's cold. Uh, but it, it was nice to see him. Uh, him and I have had a complicated relationship for the last 10 years. But he is expecting his first kid, and it's a girl. And it's funny because she's due in November, which is when my birthday is. And for where her predicted due date is, it's, it will be not surprising if she's born on my birthday. And I'm just hoping because that would be the best thing ever or as long as she's relatively close if she's like within the same week I would be happy with that but I would just think that would because I know that would irritate the hell out of him mm. but it'd be funny too for him but I would just love that um so I mean I and I didn't bother drinking I didn't want to do any of that I was trying to eat my food but we kept talking and the food got cold so I just was like chugging like from a water bottle and I was snacking on cold fries. <laughs> but he was already like decorating the garage. Like their baby shower was a Lilo stitch thing. Oh, nice. So it was really cute. It was really adorable. And I'm sure on Facebook, like my brother, he tagged me. And so if you ever want to see them, like he tagged me in all of his photos of the baby shower. And it was very cute and adorable. And I bought them quite a few things. Uh, but and all this stuff was pre-ordered and sent to them via Amazon because I'm traveling. I'm not trying to carry all this stuff. And one that was a really, really huge box. And it was eating them up that they could not open it until I got there and for the baby shower. But they opened it. And what it was, it's kind of like a 4-in-1-like thing. It acts as a, like a giant playpen. It has a mattress to make it into a crib. It has a bassinet and has a changing table. It has a little mobile thing. Mm. And it has side uh, pockets where you can store diapers, wipes, whatever you need. So one of my friends who had a baby earlier this year has that at their house. And I was like, that's pretty cool. So I did that. And there's other things I'm going to be sending them. Uh, fast forward to the next day. Uh, we go out to get some groceries because I'm going to help cook a lot of side dishes uh, because originally uh, my future sister-in-law was going to cook. I'm like, you're, you're carrying a baby in this day for you and the baby. You're not cooking anything. Uh, get back. I was tempted to go to the Starbucks because I didn't have coffee. So I was like, oh, no, it's 12 o'clock. I'm going to start drinking now. <laughs> uh, to sum up how the day went, is about 12 o'clock, I just bought a case of like the alcoholic Mountain Deuce, nothing super strong, something I could drink a whole case of, and I'd be, I wouldn't be like drunk. I would be really buzzed, but I wouldn't be like shit face drunk. And so I'm drinking, and then my brother's friend starts showing up, and he has a friend that drinks Jack Daniels straight. And this bottle was almost a quarter from being finished. This is a, this is a big dude. And they had that bright idea. It's like, we're going to do shots. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and I, I, I don't really like to do shots that much anymore. I acknowledge that I'm getting older. Uh, I don't party like I used to. My body does not handle things like that like it used to. 
but I will do the shots occasionally on special occasions, such as like New Year's, my birthday. Those are kind of really the other times. Um, so I do the shot because my brother's like, oh, that's my baby shower. Or cheers to my, my daughter. And I'm like, God damn it. All right. So I do that. And I'm not a whiskey drinker. If I drink whiskey, it's going to be mixed with something. Uh, Coke, lemonade, some, something. Uh, do that. And then they're like, we're going to do another one right now. It's like, <laughs> uh, okay. And in my head, I'm like, this is a bad idea. But fuck it. I mean, it's his baby shower. And, uh, you know, I want him to be making happy. I did a second one. I didn't throw up. But man, I stepped outside immediately. Like with the garage, we, all this was like in there. They have a huge, huge garage. So I just stepped outside. I went next to like my my rental car, and I felt like I was about to throw up, but only so much where I could just spit it out. I was like, Bleh. Uh, <laughs> so I could taste it coming back up too. So that was awful. Uh, so fast forward, I've had quite a few drinks at this point. Uh, we ate really delicious food. The presents have all been opened up. We're all listening to music, having a good time. Then my brother brings me a cup and he's like, it's a shot. Take it. Uh, it tasted like ass. It was what he called a fruity pebbles shot. I've had fruity pebble shots and they taste like fruity pebbles. But my brother didn't know that you need to have it cold first because it was, so you know, like if you had a bowl of fruity pebbles and it's the milk, and usually people will drink the milk. Well, imagine if the milk you just left it sitting on the counter for like an hour and let it warm up. It's not like not disgusting or anything, but it's warm. Mm. And you drink it. It doesn't go down that great. It makes you rethink some life choices. Did that. He comes back a little while. I mean, he brings another glass at some point later on. Says, take this. I'm like, what is it? He's like, don't worry about it. Just take it. And of course I'm buzzed at this point. So I'm just like, fuck it. Why not? Because I'm already taking shots. I already know how this night is going. Why not? And in between drinking regular drinks and staying hydrated and eating, I can maintain myself. I did the shot, and that tastes like straight gasoline. And I was like, what the fuck was that? And he's just like, secrets, secrets. And I'm like, okay. Uh, and then, like, maybe 30 minutes later, he's giving me another shot of that stuff. And I was just like, well. And at this point, I know I'm fucked up. And I asked him, what the fuck was those shots? Because I shouldn't be on this level right now. <laughs> it's Everclear. Have, are you aware of what Everclear is? Yes, I know what it is. I know what it can do. And uh, yeah. And, yeah, and you're still and, standing. Yeah. You're still standing, kudos. You're, I saw your eyes like, like, like widen in acknowledgement when I said that. Yeah, anyone that doesn't know Everclear, Everclear is an alcohol that is 190 proof. Normally, this is a, an alcohol that a lot of bars use to soak their fruits in for a lot of cocktail drinks and stuff. But I've never really had it straight before, anything like that. And I'm just like, motherfucker, no, you didn't. Like, it's 190 proof. And at this point, throughout the rest of the night, I'm like going upstairs. I am uh, going to where my room is and laying out on the couch and, or, or on the bed told myself, don't pass out, don't pass out, go back down, rinse my face with some water, go back down. No, like, try almost pass out on their couch. Mm. My brother comes and yanks me up and tells me to get my ass back outside. He, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm the lightweight fan. I was like, motherfucker, you gave me two shots of Everclear. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
I was holding my own until you did this to me. I basically tapped out like around 9.30 Saturday oh, wow. night. Uh, that's how bad it was. I was like, no, I can't. I'm out. I, there's no way. And I woke up around 3.30 in the morning. Uh, I wasn't sick. I didn't have a headache because I did hydrate a lot. And I was like, fuck it, I'll just take a shower now. Try to feel a little bit better because I'll be leaving in a few hours. I got up from the bed and my body was like, nope, go this way, go that way. My body was still very drunk. <laughs> I could not walk straight. And it was funny because in my, my head, I was fine, but my body was just like, nah. Uh, but went to sleep. My alarm was set for 8 o'clock. And I ended up waking up like after nine. I'm like, oh, <laughs> fuck. I have to go now. I'll pass it back to you. Well, you know, I think we were kind of some kindred spirit animals because, you know, you were, you were heavily intoxicated and I was pill intoxicated. I said this on a previous show. Once again, I'm not going to rehash everything. But um, I don't remember a lot my first night because, once again, I was told to only take one pill. I took three. Because, you know, all these, all these flight times are going up and down the plane. I don't remember much. I remember screaming at somebody at the front desk for toothpaste. I remember falling asleep fully clothed on my bed, waking up at 3 o'clock in the morning. You know, eye crusties and everything of the sort. I remember there's food in my refrigerator. I don't know how it got there. And, uh, yeah. And no one knew, but of course, if you're listening now to the show now and the past other show, you've probably known what happened then. I'm not going to tell it all over again. But yeah, I learned the hard way to listen when people tell me only take one pill. After taking three and losing consciousness and memory, I'm very surprised and very thankful. I checked my phone. I didn't make any weird phone calls, send any weird texts or any weird pictures. So I think I was safe with that. That was my first night. Second night... I uh, had had a nice steak dinner with the boss. My body's time still on Florida time. So I think I went to bed around like 8 o'clock. Uh, come to find out my hotel does not have a microwave. What hotel does not have a microwave? So I had cold breakfast food plus the food prior plus my dinner I had that night. Um, and still, the, the job part portion was pretty easy. I really didn't have to do much. You know, I, I made sure the team that I was training followed along, took helpful hints, learned about the California law, but that part was the fun part. You know, that was the easy part. Uh, the hard part was being in a hotel room for a couple of days, still kind of woozy um, from, from medication I took, um, the food I ate. Um, the final day I was there, my boss and I went to a little hole in the wall fish and chip shop because we had steak one night and we figured we might as well go and just get some fish and chips, something simple, something cheap. Order the food for the both of us. It was $72 and change. I ordered a simple three-piece fish and chips. He ordered a two-piece fish and chips. $72. And we didn't even bother looking at the, we didn't bother looking at the price because it shouldn't have been that much. But yes, thank God for corporate America and corporate credit card. And of course, the little end to that part was I didn't even get to finish the fish and chips. It was so good, it was plentiful, but yeah, we just murdered $72 on that. I'll hand that back to you now, sick person that got drunk. Uh, I'm trying, okay, yeah, so 
I, I'm waking up, it's nine. And luckily when I woke up like at three thirty, I already pre-packed my bag. Um, the clothes, out, I mean, the, the sweater and shorts I was going to be wearing. I just packed all my make uh, everything extras. I just put on the bag uh, besides the couple things like my, the toothbrush. Pretty much I brought travel stuff with me, like travel toothpaste, travel toothbrush, um, moisturizer, stuff like that, because I just leave it there. That's what I do when I travel is because I'll take that stuff, pre-buy it, and then I just leave it. And because it's my brother's and my mom lives there, like they could use it. Mm. Uh, so I had everything kind of pretty much all ready to go. I just only had to grab a few extra things, which was my chargers, um, et cetera, et cetera. And I went downstairs and my brother's like, I would love to stay in chat, but I have to leave. Uh, because yeah, I was like, my flight's at 12.50 and it's like a two hour drive for me. Uh, and I had to return the rail car, I had to get there, I had to go to TSA. I've never been to this airport during the daytime. Um, I'm used to I-4 traffic, I, like I have to go. Uh, so while we're like, so I, I hung out around for like another 20 minutes just to, to talk to him, say bye and whatnot. I left. The drive was actually pretty simple, you know. So we, you and I are very familiar with I-4, 528, mm -hmm. 95. Just, it's just like twisted metal highways. And this highway for two hours, it was just like a ghost town. Not hardly any traffic. I hardly ever had to touch my brakes. It's like this is the easiest drive I've ever done on the highway. I was like, well, whoa. Um, I was so tempted to pull over to get breakfast, uh, like crack a barrel or anything. I said, no, I'm going to push on. Got my gas uh, when I got closer. I told myself to go inside a gas station and just pig out on anything, honey buns. Like, nope, mm -hmm. resist temptation, actually. I was rewarded. As I got to the airport, turned the front car All It was just the easy process. And I was like, I didn't know airports like this existed, where it's just a breeze flying in and flying out. Go through TSA, uh, still not another hot TSA agent went there waiting to, to search me. <laughs> another disappointment. Um, I get to the gate, and my gate is like right next to, have you heard of um, Anita's restaurant? Oh yes, yeah. So there was an Anita's restaurant right next to it. Now, now, now before, you, before you go any further, before you go any further, no, please explain no. to, to the uninitiated what that is. Anita's restaurant is really, really good food. It's basically kind of like Middle Eastern Greek style food. Um, their food is just delicious and it's not overpriced. Uh, you have things that like we have sweets to like pizzas to healthier dishes like salmon, rice and vegetables. Like they, it's, it's just amazing place. So I saw that, and it was literally right next to my gate. So I was like, this is perfect. I was hungry, and so I bought, like, I already, this is my second bottle of vitamin water I ordered. Uh, and I apparently left one at the fucking counter, I realized, but oh well. Um, I got me one of their fresh baked uh, banana breads, and I ordered one of their personal pizza, pizzas. It's like a spinach mozzarella, and that was heaven. I don't know if it was between my body being like still recovering, not hungover, but my body's just like, we, we need actual food now. But that was like the best pizza I ever had in my life. I was so happy. And then I got on the plane. And then I had two people sit next to me. I was like, 
I had just, when I just checked in the night prior, the two seats next to me were empty. I was mad. I was like, damn it. If I knew someone's gonna be there, I would have moved my seat. I wouldn't care. I'd pay the charge. I want my own space because I don't like people being up next to me because my anxiety issues. Uh, I'm wearing just a light sweater, my shorts, uh, and I'm irritated for multiple reasons. One, the people, the two people that are next to me, they were relatively cool. Like they were really nice. They did, I didn't get any problems with them. But it was freezing ass cold in that flight. My my carry on was up in the. Uh, cargo area and my hoodie was at the very bottom of it and I was like I'm not going to deal with all that trouble and I kept going to fall asleep but because of my neck issues there was no way for me to get comfortable to fall asleep I had asked the airline attendants is there a pillow blanket unfortunately they didn't carry those I was like ever since COVID a lot of like mm-hmm. airlines don't do that anymore like okay <laughs> cool another thing is I pre-download music my like spot my favorite Spotify playlist uh, stuff on Netflix, uh, Hulu, and things on uh, other things on Spotify, just so I have entertainment and I can read while I'm on the flight. My Spotify playlist that I downloaded was not willing to play. It did that flying up there, but flying back, it, it was like, no, fuck yourself. <laughs> Some of the pre-downloaded books, my dumbass is I pre-download them, but because I never opened them, they never were officially loaded. Couldn't read those. The episodes that I downloaded, they wouldn't play either. Of they wouldn't play. I was just like, so I managed to get through it by, um, like some. So basically, the music on Spotify wasn't playing, but some of the podcast, like these po- this podcast I listened to, some of the episodes I had pre-downloaded, that those were playing. So those brought me entertainment because they're the, right now on Spotify, like the have videos of their recordings along with the audio. So that, that provides entertainment for me. And yeah, I, I, I came home, I had to do the drive, I had to go get parking and $25. I know it's not much compared to the airport, but man, $25. And I'm just so glad to get home. I wanted to go to sleep, but I'm like, it's too late in the day and my sleep schedule's gonna be fucked up. And yeah, here I am. I am drinking a lot of water. I had a little bit of food on my way home from the airport and I'm actually starving right now. But here we are. Tyre, you and I are on our last leg here. <laughs> I agree. And to, and to put a capper on this nice excursion that I was on, our yeah. flight was at uh, 6.30 in the morning. So we had to be out by 2.30 and to make that hour plus drive back to the airport. So 2 a.m., I wake up, 2.30, we're in the car driving all the way back to Sacramento. Traffic, once again, was pretty much non-existent. You know, it was pitch black, curves and curves and curves and curves and hills and more curves. You know, so, so we're going 60 miles an hour, slowing down, going to 40, back to 60, back down to 30, stuff like that. We finally got on the highway, straight shot to the airport, turned back to rent a car, checked in, did all the fun stuff. The airport was kind of busy, but, you know, it was what it was. Now, once again, well documented that terrified of flying, I need an aisle seat. Before, I thought about getting a window because I can fall asleep. 
But now I need an owl seat just in case I need to get up and use the bathroom a million and one times because my bladder gets overly anxious, so there we go. I figure I can do what I did last time. I can swap out my window seat with somebody else. It's a three-seater. My boss doesn't mind sitting in the middle. It is what it is. So he, he sits in the middle, or he sits next to the window. I sit down next to him, and I'm like, okay, okay, where's the third person? Where's the third person? And you see it from a mile away. This big country-fed guy is walking down the aisle amongst all these smaller people, and I'm like, okay, I, I know what's coming. Three, two, one. He sits down. Sleeveless guy. Smell like Fremunda cheese in a nasty factory shop that smell like feet. He sits down next to me. And, of course, his lats are overlapping my armrests. So I look at him very kindly. I'm like, sir, hate to bother you, but I have an anxiety about flying. It's a five-hour flight, so... I may have to use the bathroom a few times, so if you would, if you don't mind, just swapping seats with me. You can sit in the middle, I'll sit on the aisle, so if I have to get up and go, I won't have to stand over you or get in your way. He looks at me, and he goes, sorry bro, I have anxiety too flying, so nope, can't switch with you. And I stared at him blankly for a second, and I'm going, okay, no problem. Took my pill, sat there in the middle like a sardine, and the pill didn't take effect. So we're so we're flying, and of course Delta has the, the TVs in the middle, so I'm trying to watch TV or something. My boss is on my right doing his thing. The big country-fed guy is on my left side, watching my cousin Vinny with headphones on, laughing every single couple seconds. So I can't sleep, I can't get comfortable. He decides to put his arms over his head like this and get comfortable. That's why, so I smell the stench of 40 pigs mixed in with hay, mixed in with manure, mixed in with feet, and instantly my stomach, tar- my stomach starts to turn. And so, you know, I look at him, and he's laughing and doing his thing, and I can barely eke out, excuse me, I need to get to the bathroom. He doesn't hear me because his headphones are on. So I give him a little nudge. He looks at me. I'm like, excuse me, I need to use the bathroom. He's like, what? I'm like, I need to use the bathroom. He goes, oh, he rolls his eyes. And he slowly unbuckles his seatbelt, gets up, and lets me out. So I do do the grandfather walk through the seats to get to the lavatory, which is about the size of my table. Mm-hmm. I get to the bathroom and I can't find a toilet paper. There's no toilet paper. I have to use a little Kleenex handkerchiefs to do my business. Come back, have to you know, annoy him to get out of his seat the whole time. He stunk the whole time. And it was horrendous. So it was wonderful. Now, if you excuse me one second, I'm going to pause the podcast. You will never know I'm gone, people who are listening, but Ashley will know I'm gone. So three, two, and we're back. He didn't even realize we were gone. Anyhow, the guy let me do my thing, came back, I sat down, rested the flight. Once again, I was engulfed by his body odor. 
So this is great. Then I started to fall asleep. My boss woke me up with more things about work. So yeah, all in all, it was your basic movie traumatic kind of flight to where I couldn't get comfortable. I couldn't sleep. You know, the guy's arm fat was you know impeding my way of getting comfortable. And uh, yeah, we got back around 4.30, dropped everybody off, got my car, paid the enormous toll of what, I think like 50 bucks, leave my car there for a couple of days. <sighs> Drove home, took Friday off, went to work on Saturday. And just like you said, here we are right now. It was a very entertaining trip. I, uh, I bought a $6 bottle of water. Yeah, it was quite interesting. It tastes like water, but only for $6 from a hotel. And uh, yeah, I think both of us had quite interesting trips. We did. And we're both, if people, again, like one of these days, you'll start, you'll see the video versions of us, our recordings. But if you were to see our faces, we are just so tired. You look at Adrian's <laughs> face, you look at my face. It's just like we could honestly just collapse and just ha fall asleep on our tables. That I'm so tired. And the funniest so, thing, the funniest thing is, I have another trip, and uh, next month to go to for work. Oh, have fun! Oh yeah, looking fun. forward to that. But anyhow, you were saying I interrupted your train of thought there. No, no, you're fine. Um, I, the next time I'm getting on a flight, as far as I know, is supposed to be in January uh, to go to Las Vegas. So that's gonna be a long trip. That's gonna be a long flight. Um, but I know I'll be going back to Ohio. After my niece is bored at some point, so I'll mm -hmm. figure that out too. So I know I have several airline trips ahead of me, but so we can kind of dwindle this down. Yes, this can be a you short. You can find me. <laughs> no, nope. shush. Okay, okay. You can find me as Ash Majestics on Instagram. If you find me as Ash Majestics anywhere else, go for it. Uh, I, I'm not well at handling what all social media I'm on, uh, but as of right now. Instagram is where you're going to find me because that's the platform I'm on the most. Yes, and of course, you can always find us on walkerac76.pondweed.com. Listen to all 386 episodes we've done since the past four years. And of course, do a search. Go on Google, type in the Walker AC Experience. You'll see what platforms we're on, whether it be Spotify, whether it be Pandora, whether it be iHeartRadio. We are everywhere. Listen to us on Good Pods, and of course, coming soon, we shall do the Twitch stream thing, so you can see our lovely faces as we try to look halfway decent as we do a show together. So, uh, as we sign off, because both of us are just dead-ass tired, I'll hand it over to you for the final installment here. Well, do you know why I'm not a fan of elevator music? Why? Because it's bad on so many levels. Have a good night, everybody.